0: Tonight we're, we're talking about, uh, have you guys ever heard the story of Daniel in the lion's den, right? If you've grown up in church, you, you've been like a little kid in church, this is like one of the staple Bible stories that you hear in church. Like it's, it's one you're going to experience, one you're going to hear. But that's what we're talking about tonight. And I just want to challenge you with that tonight, because and and I think the reason why this story is one of the most defining stories, like in in church with church people, is because it's just it's just awesome, and it really it's like it's just a defining defining story in the Bible. So we're talking about Daniel and the Lions Den, and we're we're talking about being uh kind the kind of people who pursue God no matter what. And and let me tell you this: it's all about your pursuit. It's all about your chase after God and about the relationship with Him. It's about leaving everything else behind and chasing after God no matter what the cost. And so tonight we're going to learn about Daniel. So if you got your Bible as well, go to the book of Daniel. Huh, Makes sense, right? Um, Daniel verse 6. We're going to start there. And um, so before we get there, though, this is kind of how the story breaks down. And, and Daniel, he was, and, and I'm just going to break it down a little bit. I want to encourage you guys to read it on your own because it's, it's a big story. It's a long story. And here's the deal. I want you to read it on your own because you're going to love it. It's really, but I'm just hitting some key points here, but uh, Daniel, he, what he is, he's one of the top leaders in the whole kingdom. He's one of the top dogs, one of the really important people in the whole kingdom. And like, uh, like I said, I'm not going to read a whole lot of it because I want you to read it on your own. And you may say, I already know it. but well, big deal. Read it again um, because you're going to find something new. And so Daniel, what happened with him, Daniel was taken as a prisoner from his nation of Israel. And what he was, happened was he was brought to Babylon. Have you ever heard of Babylon in, in your history classes? Yeah, maybe. He was brought to the city of Babylon and he was made to serve there. And but because Daniel was such a boss like he was such like an awesome guy what happened was he rose among the ranks and he became one of the top leaders of all of Babylon and like like he was he was such a great leader like if the king wasn't available Daniel was running the show like he was the man like he was important he was a big deal and so the problem is that the other leaders of Babylon where they were these jealous haters. They were just jealous. They were jealous of him. And like, how many of you guys, you've got a hater in your life? Someone who's, don't point, like don't point anyone if they're in the room, but you got some jealous haters in your life. Um, so then maybe you can relate a little bit tonight to Daniel. Um, so what happened is these guys wanted Daniel to fail. They And you guys know, you, your haters want you to fail. And these guys wanted Daniel to fail, so they were going to put together this plan to try to trap him. And they knew that they wouldn't catch him breaking the law, and they knew that they couldn't find any dirt on him. Like he was, he was clean, like he, he hadn't done much wrong. And so what they, what they did is they did this. They tricked the king. They convinced the king to make a new law that was against what Daniel believed. And the king didn't realize it until it was too late. And it says this, we're going to start here in Daniel 6 verse 4. It says that they could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy nor negligent. So they looked, they looked high and low. They looked in his past. They looked him up on Wikipedia. They looked into his, his, his family, like his family tree. They looked all the way in his past, and they couldn't find anything bad on him. They could only find that he was trustworthy, and he wasn't negligent. Like, how many people could say that about you? Like, how many people could say that about me? Is that you're trustworthy. And, and how many people, like, like, people, like, there's no dirt on you. Like, and if they wanted to find something, like, they're going to have to make it up. They're going to have to make up a lie about you. Um, and, 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 and because that's how much you pursue God. Because you love him and you do things right. And you do what he's asking. There's no dirt on you. There's no dirt in your life. So these guys, what they do is they trick the king. They tricked him into making this law, was, which was against what Daniel believed. And they said, okay, the king's name is Darius. And they said, all right, Darius, you are so awesome. And you know how it goes. If you're trying to trick someone or you're trying to get them to do what you want to do, you butter them up with words, right? Oh, Darius... Darius, you're so awesome. You're the best king. You're the best leader we've ever had here in Babylon. This place is so beautiful because of what you've done. Like, you're the best king. You're the coolest guy. You're so amazing. And But we feel like people need to know that. People need to be aware of that. So we think what you should do, King Darius, is make a decree to all of Babylon that for the next 30 days that people should pray to you because you're that good, because you're that awesome, because you're that great, and people should pray to you. And if, and there is though, if anyone who doesn't do that, their death sentence should be the lion's den. Dun, dun, dun. Like, like they're, so they're trying to trick the king. They're trying to butter him up with all these words. Darius, you're so great. You're so wonderful. You smell so good, even in the middle of the summer. Like, and it's awesome, and you're, you're such a good king. And people should pray to you because you're so good. And if they don't, we should throw them in the lion's den to be killed. And so here, right here, is where Darius messes up. He, he had this ego and, and these guys had built him up, and he had this false swag, and he was like, you know what, I, I think that's a pretty great idea. I think that's a good idea. I think people should pray to me, and if they don't, they should be thrown into the lion's den to die. And so what happens, these guys who were trying to trick the king, they got all excited because they knew that Daniel would only pray to the one true God. So they put that decree into place and Daniel would on, they knew that Daniel would only pray to God. And it was a trap and they caught him and they were going to, were going to throw him into the lion's den. You guys need to read the story because there's a lot more to it. And so what happened is they took Daniel in front of the king. They took him, they brought him in front of the king and reminded him of the decree that he just made, of the law that he just made, that people should pray to only him. And and they were like, well, well, Daniel didn't pray to you, King Darius. And the king was like, what have I done? What have I done? Because Daniel, he was the king's right-hand man. Like, he was his best helper. He was his hardest worker. He was his best consultant. And he loved Daniel. And they got along like they were homeboys. Like, they were gaming it up all day, playing FIFA or pawning noobs on Call of Duty or, or, like, whatever they were doing. Like, they were friends. And these guys were like, you can't go on back on your decree now, King Darius. That'll make you look like a punk. That'll make you look like a jerk. And so the whole way out to take Daniel to the lion's den, the king was worried and he was sad and he was upset. And they got to the edge of the lion's den and Daniel was about to be thrown in. And the king, he looks at Daniel and he says, Daniel, I'm so sorry. If your God is real, may he save you. And then they shoved Daniel into the lion's den. See the great part of the story is that when Daniel was shoved into the lion's den, that God shut the mouths of the lions, and he lived. and the The entire kingdom chose to worship Daniel's God. Isn't that a great story? I love that story. That's a great story. Like I feel bad for the lions; could have had a great meal. Um, or, or if they even had a cold. Have you ever had a cold and then try to hold your mouth shut? You can't breathe out your nose. So like, if a lion had a cold, sorry, buddy, you're getting your mouth shut. Um, I don't know. But, but anyways, because of what happened there, because of, uh, who, who Daniel chose to worship, and because what God did on his behalf, now the whole kingdom followed Daniel's God. See, I don't. I don't know what I would do in that situation. Like, I would probably cry a lot. You probably find me up in the curl in the corner, curled up in the in the fetal position. Like, yeah, someone please get me out of here. Like, this is terrible. Like, and 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 like, but like, but this is how the story went down. Like, it, it wasn't because of just Daniel, but it was because of Daniel's ability to pursue God, and because of that. Because of his ability to pursue God, because of his love for his God, it changed an entire kingdom. It changed an entire kingdom. Students, tonight, you have to learn this. You got to know this tonight. And so I want you to know write this down. Your personal pursuit will determine your public influence, your personal pursuit of God will determine how you influence the people around you. See, many of you guys, a lot of you guys in this room, I know you. You're influencers. You influence the people around you. You influence your friends. You have an influence over people. Like I, I've told a lot of you guys this before. Like, and I, I, that's what I love about this group and about certain people about this group. You hold influence. Like if you're like, I don't want McDonald's tonight. I'm going to get ice cream. Like a whole herd of people would go get ice cream. Because you have this influence, like whatever it is, like, eh, I don't, don't want to play soccer anymore. I want to play football. All these people will switch and play football. And you, you have this influence over people. And that's what I love about you guys is that you have the ability to influence people in your schools. I know it's summertime, but people around you, people in your homes, pe- your friends, you have that ability. And and, and your personal pursuit of God will determine your public influence. And this is what happened with Daniel. What Daniel did behind closed doors showed up when the world was watching. What shows up when the world's watching you? Like, what do people see when people see you? What happens when you're behind closed doors? Like, what is your pursuit of God like? Is there any? Like, what do you pursue in your personal time? Because whatever you pursue... Pursue in your personal time will show up when the world is watching. See, when we pursue relationships that are toxic, when we when we pursue hypocrisy, when we when we pursue a, a false version of ourselves, when when I'm made to stand on display for the world to see, whatever shows up will reflect my personal pursuit. See, Daniel, he pursued God on his personal time, you know, and he could have been sitting around on the couch playing games. He could have been drawing pictures like he could have been hanging out with his boys, whatever it was. But he spent his personal time pursuing God, chasing after God, like to such an extent that he he didn't miss his prayer time like when and he was when he was put on display for all the world to see god showed up the bible says this but when you pray go into your room close the door and pray to your father who is unseen then your father who sees what's done in secret will reward you in public What he's saying is your personal pursuit for him in secret, those times when you're alone in your room, praying, worshiping, chasing after God, what's done in those secret places, God will reward you for that in public. See, Daniel cared more about his pursuit of God than he did for his whole life. See, what happens behind the closed doors of your rooms. What happens in your text messages? What happens in your Snapchats? What happens in, in, in your life? Like, what are you pursuing? What are you dedicating your life to? What is it that you think that nobody sees? See, the Bible says that whatever's done in secret will be shouted from the rooftops, whatever's done in the darkness will be brought to light. See, when, when my life is shouted from the rooftops, Hey everybody, look what Jeremy's done. I want you to see what he's done. Look who he is. Look how he acts in the dark when he thinks nobody's looking. When, look who he is. When it's time for the light, <clears throat> what's going to be said of me? What's going to be said of you guys? See, with Daniel, he wasn't trying to get the whole world to take notice of him. That wasn't his goal. He was just trying to get God to take notice of him. See, this is where nobody... This, this, is, this is nobody who increased... There's nobody who can increase your level of influence like God can on your life. When you pursue Him in private. God, I want my personal pursuit to reflect my public influence. See, pursuing God has to mean has to mean that more than your promise of tomorrow. See, Daniel knew like a, a lot, like like you guys know that he had been taught and he had been heard. Like we've probably we've said it in church, we've said it here that you're not promised tomorrow. You're not promised tomorrow. Like Jesus could come back at any time. And a lot of you guys have heard that, and, and that's how Daniel lives every single day. He lived that way. He, he knew, I'm not promised tomorrow, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make today awesome. I'm going to live for Jesus today. I'm going to live for him for every moment, for every hour, for every second of every day, because I may not have tomorrow. So I'm going to take every moment I have to influence people and he lived that every day, every single day. And, and he realized that tomorrow was just a dream and all that mattered was his present pursuit of God. See, Daniel pursued God three times a day, every day for years. And what happened, like I said at the beginning of the story, his country, the country of Israel, was taken over. And like, do, do you think it was that just by chance that Daniel had become the right-hand man to the king? Because Daniel's private pursuit, God began to show up for Daniel in public. It wasn't because he had the most Twitter followers. It wasn't because he had the most, he, he was, had a ton of followers on, on Instagram, or he had this super long Snapchat streak going on. Because his private pursuit was for God. Um... Like some of you guys, to be honest, some of you guys lack God showing up in your life because you've forgotten what it is like to show up to him. Like, so, to, so tonight, like as, as a group of influencers, as a, as a group of students, as a group of leaders, <clears throat> to a group of people who are called to do more, you were created to do more than just exist and to breathe to death. You were called to do more than what we're doing now. Let's decide together tonight to pursue God no matter what. Like if you want to shut the mouths of the lions in your life, you've got to be willing to pursue God in the quiet place. See, the Bible says this in Daniel verse 10. It says, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published... When the king decreed to the whole world that you must pray to me for the next 30 days. See, see Daniel, he didn't just go home for the next 30 days. He was like, he, 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 he it's like, I'll just pray on the inside and, and my lifestyle will show people that I love you. Come on, Daniel didn't do that. He was like, I'm just going to pray a quiet prayer and, and people will see it in my lifestyle. That's not what Daniel did says this, when Daniel had learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows were open towards God's city. And three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. See, I I love that. Daniel didn't, he didn't wonder what he should do. It's like oh, there's this law. I don't know if I should follow it or not. I know that I love God, and King Darius wants me to pray to him, but I know that there's only one true God. Ah, uh, what should I do? Like he didn't wonder. He didn't call up a few friends and and get their horrible advice. Like he he didn't Twitter about it or he didn't post a picture to to Instagram. Like he didn't do any of that. He was like, huh, <sighs> Lions Den. Um, Well, I guess I'll go pray. Like he knew the consequences of what could happen, but he did it anyways. Why is that? Because he was not willing to sacrifice sacrifice his personal pursuit of God for the hope of tomorrow. See, if tomorrow means more to you than the pursuit of him today, then you're missing out on a awesome relationship with God. So Daniel he's praying and these guys find about it and find out about it and they run back to the king. Obviously they're they're setting him up cuz they're so jealous of him. They're like King Darius, Darius, Darius. Like and he's like, "Hello." And they're like, "Oh, you what a fabulous scarf you have today." And like they're just buttering him up once again. And but that's not what happened. But these guys ran out to Daniel and and to the king and and the king they tell tell the king what's going on and he's like, I made this law and and I can't break it now. So he said, you know, bring bring Daniel to me. Now, I'm not sure how that conversation went, but I I do know that Daniel didn't fight it. He didn't fight it at all. He knew what was going to happen if he got caught. I can imagine as they were leading him out to the lion's den, out to the lion's pit, like... And Daniel, you got to know that he was the number two man in all of the kingdom. And the, the king and Daniel, they were pals. So the, you got to imagine the king, he was a little upset. He was sad. And, and Daniel is there standing on the edge of the lion's den. And he's looking down. And the king starts in. He's like, oh, look, Daniel, I, I know I've made a mistake. But, but here's the deal. Daniel, if your God is real. I've heard stories of your friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and how your God protected them. And I see that your God is real. And if he is, I pray that he saves you. And then they shove him into the lion's den. Know this. you got to know this, that one of the greatest attacks of the enemy on your life is making you choose between your life and your God. Daniel chose his God. So they threw him into the pit. They threw him into the lions' den. And the Bible says that angels show up on the scene and they shut the mouths of the lions. That's pretty awesome. You, you like the, the angels show up and you got to the the you got to imagine the lions are like, "Nope, I ain't going near that. I'm just going to lick my paw and like, I know I ain't going near that. Like I'm, I'm over here just hanging out on the wall. Like I, I could imagine like that, that at, at that point, Daniel, he, he sees the angels come in and the mouths of the lions shut. And you could imagine Daniel's like, whoa, like he's excited and he's, and he yells and the people are outside who's like, oh, he's screaming getting eaten up by the lions and like i I could imagine that the lions are are laying down and daniel's using one as a headrest and the other one of them's covering up his feet keeping his feet warm and the other one's like bringing him a caramel macchiato like i don't know like you got you got to imagine like he's totally chilling in, in that lion's den so the king what happens king the king and his people come back the next morning Like his whole entourage, all these people. And they're wanting to go be like, oh, we're going to see bones. And like his skull is going to be crushed. And like, uh, you know, like we'll see arms ripped off and all this stuff. All the whole entourage, everybody's coming out there. So the king, they get to the edge of the pit and the king yells into the pit. He's like, Daniel, Daniel, did your God save you? And I could see Daniel raising up like, like, you know, like here I am. Like, and, and so like shown up, like, and so the king is like, yeah. And Daniel's like, yeah. And so they, and so they pulled Daniel out of the pit and, and the king, he yells and he tells everyone, he's like, I told you all to serve and to worship me. But from now on, Daniel's God is the God that you serve. And what would happen if Daniel would have punked out? What would have happened if he, if he would have given up? What have happened if, if he wouldn't have served God like that? I'm glad he didn't because his private pursuit of God showed up for him when he needed it the most. When you need God the most, your private pursuit of God will determine how much he shows up. Not, not that he doesn't or won't show up normally, but when we have this growing relationship with him, our lives are more accessible to God. See, I want to, I want to, I, I want God to show up in my life in, in every way. So I try my best to pursue Him in private. Just about every morning, especially every single Sunday morning, um, uh, in my house, where I'm playing some kind of worship music on the way. To, to the church in the morning. Like I'm playing some some worship music. Or, or I'm listening to a podcast. That's that's feeding my heart. That's feeding my spirit. Uh, I'm reading my Bible. I'm putting my time. And, and I got to be honest. I'm not perfect about it every day. I fail often. But I, I'm praying. I'm reading my Bible. I, I'm, I'm worshiping every chance I get. And, and, and I set myself up. Every day. To have this private pursuit time with God. Like it's an intentional time. And I'm growing because of it. See one of the greatest things the enemy will bring against you. Is to make you choose between your social life. Your relationship life. And your identity life. And if God is really in your life. Then live like it. I want to challenge you to live like it. Do it now. The Bible says this in First Peter 5.8. It says, the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. See, he, he, what he does is he tries to stun people with his roar, and, and it works. We seize up, and, and we end up doing nothing. I, I want you to look at this, and, and to be completely honest. like I, I'm amazed by lions. I hate cats, but I'm amazed by lions. Cats are the grossest. Weirdest things, but have have you guys ever heard a lion roar? Like it's powerful. You know that it's there's power behind in that cat. Um, But there's power there, and and like it's a legit roar and it's power. But have you ever been to the zoo? And you're standing on the side of the fence with that huge ditch in between you that's separating you for the lions. And and I hate it. It drives me crazy. Like, it's like, that's the worst. And usually the lions are, like, laying down, hiding behind a rock somewhere. And you're, like, trying to look around and see. Like, oh, I see a fuzzy head. And, like, and I wish they would go out where there was, like, cattle prods and just make the lions move and stuff. Because, I, I don't know, I just love to watch it. But the Bible says this. The Bible says that the enemy is like... A roaring lion. The enemy is like a roaring lion. I love Animal Planet. Anybody else? Animal Planet? I love Animal Planet. And I've watched. Have you ever guys watched the videos of how lions attack? Oh, it's amazing. You got go home and YouTube it or something. Uh, A lion's attack. So what happens is they're creeping. They're kind of creeping up on their prey. And, like, they don't even run. Like, Like, well, eventually they do. But, like, they just prowl. And they wait. And then they come on the, up on their pr, their prey and they release this horrific roar. Like, yeah, that was me. Like, pee my pants, I'm out. Like, I'm done. Like, whoo. And, and like, and what happens, like a lion runs up and creeps up on them and roars. And it's before they can even run, like they freeze. They're like, Goo! like, that's what you would do too. I promise you. You're like, go, go, go. Like, have you ever been so scared? You're like, and like you, you tense, every muscle in your body tenses up and you're like, and they, you wet your pants a little bit. And then, so what happens is they come, the lion comes up and they, they're, they're prowling and, and they're, they're after their prey and they roar. And it's, you gotta, you gotta hear a lion roar. Like in real life, it's, there's nothing like it. Like, like you heard people with like sound systems, like the bass in their car. More awesome than that. It's really cool. And so they freeze and then the lion comes up. Boom. Kills it. Takes it out. Bites it by the neck. Snaps it. And not because. <laughs> this is what happens. Do you ever watch Animal Planet? Come on. And so not because of the threat or the claws, but because they believe in the roar. How many lions are going to believe in before, before you start living in the power of God in your life? Like how many times is the devil going to roar in your life and he's going to say, well, you're not worth it. You're not loved. You're not special. You're not important. You're you're unaccepted. Like what are you even doing here? How many times is the enemy, the devil going to roar that into your life? Who do you think you are? God's not going to change your life. How many times will we just lay down and say, you know what? You're right. You're right. But God says this, I have shut the mouths of the lions in your life. I have shut the mouth of fear. I have shut the mouth of insecurity. I have shut toxic relationships, the mouths of being needy for other people's attention. I've called you powerful. I've called you with a purpose. I've called you with a reason. I've called you holy. I've called you strong. I've called you powerful. Whose report are you going to believe? Who are you going to believe? The, the roaring of the lions or the God that shuts their mouths. Can we have our, our worship team come back up? Tonight. Awesome. Tonight, before your pursuit begins, you need to tell God that there are some lions whose mouths need to be shut. Maybe, maybe the lion of my past Who's always reminding me of my mess ups and my mistakes. Maybe the, the lion of your past. Who's reminding you of things that you've done. Maybe it's, it's the, the mouth of insecurity that always holds you back from doing great things for God. Maybe it's the mouth of fear. Maybe it's the mouth of, of self-image. Whatever is roaring in, in your life is lying. It's not true. Stop believing what the enemy is saying about you. Let God shut the mouths of those lions in your life tonight. Who have our leaders come to the front? See, the Bible says this. It says that my soul pursues you with all I have and your strong hand upholds me. Tonight, this is where you start. This is where we launch. This is where we, we launch into the week, where we launch into going to camp next week. Um, I, I want to encourage you, don't wait for camp. God is here tonight, and he's waiting on you. Don't listen to those lions tonight telling you anything else, telling you to stay in your seat, telling you to respond, telling you, yeah, you are okay with that." those sins. I'm going to pray tonight. And then I just. single one of us to respond. We're gonna close and worship tonight and we're gonna close praying together tonight. Um and so so here we go. Let's do it. Everybody bow your heads, close your eyes. Lord, I, I, I just thank you for tonight. I thank you for what you're doing in this place tonight, and I thank you for speaking to our hearts tonight. Um, God, we each and every one of us, we've got lions in our lives, we've got things that are holding us back. Lord, I pray tonight that we will step forward, that we will answer that call, that we will ask you and pray that you would shut the mouths of those lions tonight. God, help me respond to you. God, change my life tonight. We love you, Jesus.